Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And I told you I wasn't going to talk BC all by myself. We got the main man, AJ Black of Locked On Boston College in the building. Now, he's a little camera shy. He's a little camera shy, so he's off camera. <laughs> But he's calling in. You can hear him. He can hear me. Y'all can hear him. And, and that's how we're going to rock this thing out today. AJ, how you doing big time? I'm I'm great, Kenton. It's it's great to talk to you. I, I'm really looking forward to talking about this game again. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man. I'm going to tell you this. We we chatted uh, when I was the host of Locked On ACC for a week, filling in for Candace. We chatted, yep. um, what was it, a, a day or two ago talking Boston college. And, and now we're, we're back doing the same thing. I'm going to tell you, I can't get enough of you, AJ. You know, when, 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 uh, what was it? Wesley Snipes said, always bet on black. He meant it. Yep. Cause you, my guy, AJ. <laughs> my guy. Yeah. I, I, so locked. Uh, so is it serious XM has me on every now and then to talk BC and, and I have my walk up music, which is uh back in black uh, from ACDC. Mm. And I, I appreciate that every time it comes on, I, I always get a chuckle out of that. <laughs> My man, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. So listen, we're going to talk the game. We're going to talk yep. what you think is going to happen, how you think is going to happen. We're going to talk BC and all the things that could potentially ruin senior night. And we're going to get your prediction because, you know, locked on Wolfpack fans, y'all know I don't give predictions until either the, the night before or the day of the game. So that's how we're going to do it. Does that sound like a good episode to you? I love it. I'm, I'm ready to do this, Kenton. All right, well, we're going to get into all that and more. But before we do, I've got to say that this episode of Locked on Wolfpack is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between the Wolfpack and the Eagles right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, AJ, normally I do position group breakdowns, you know, go group by group and, and get into it. But I think today, for the sake of brevity, because you and I can both be a little long-winded. We we both got a little, <laughs> little bit of that Southern preacher in us, so we, we just going to – Get out uh, what what we can here. We're going yep. to do offense, defense, and special teams. All right. All right. All right. All let's right. roll. Let's roll with the offense uh, for BC. If 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 you have not had a chance to watch them, if 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 you're a Wolfpack fan and you have not seen what has happened to BC's offense, you're going to be in for uh, a surprise because. Uh, last year, Boston College had five offensive linemen that are no longer on the team. All five starters, they're gone. Four of them went to the NFL draft. One of them was playing hoops and tore his ACL. Uh, so BC had to replace all five. And that has been a major issue for BC. Not only that they had to replace all five, but they've also had four that have had uh, four starters that were aiming to replace them out of summer camp that have had season ending surgery since the start of the season. So the offensive line has been a gigantic mess. Uh, uh, Phil Dracovic, uh, their starting quarterback for most of the season has been hit. You know, he looks like he's seeing ghosts up there a lot. He's just, he's not the quarterback that many fans have seen in 2020 uh, where he looked confident. He looked like a, a, a top ACC quarterback. Uh, he just looks like a shell of himself out there, uh, but he won't be playing because he's hurt. And, um, 
I think the, the offense has just not been able to get much going, Kenton. And it, it all starts with that offensive line. When, when you get guys out there that are just being plugged and played every week, and this is the first week that BC is going to have the same five guys all season, which I think is incredible. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let's let's talk about a part of offense that hasn't been as highly heralded or as as firmly criticized as other parts. The backfield, right? I'm a big yep. Garwo guy. I'm a, I'm a Garwo guy, but apparently there is another back in Boston College, yep. another back in Chestnut Hill that's giving people reason for optimism. Tell us about him. Yeah, absolutely. So Garwo's Garwo has, you know, he's the he's got lightning and thunder out there with him and and Alex Brown, which I'm going to say that a little bit with tongue in cheek because BC has the the worst offensive uh, rushing attack in the in the country, but mm-hmm. Garwo struggled. And he's he hasn't been able to do much, but they have a true freshman out there, Alex Broom. He's about five. He's not the typical BC running back because I know a lot of Pack fans are probably thinking you're going to get a guy out there at six three, two forty. Guys like AJ Dillon, Andre Williams. This is not him. He's five nine, hundred ninety pounds. He's tiny, but that's the that's the style of back that Jeff Halfley wanted to bring in. He's got another running back mate uh, from Las Vegas, Cam Barfield. He's out for the year, but he. He has the same build. He's 5'9", and the guy they brought in this year that's coming in 2023, same size. He wants these smaller running backs. So, honestly, Broom does give you something that this team really needs, which when the offensive line can't hold the block, and you'll see it, when, when you have Tony Gibson's strong defense really bearing down on BC, you'll see someone like Pat Garwo go out there and get hit two yards behind the, the line of scrimmage constantly because they just can't hold the block. You need a guy that can actually just kind of burst out of there. And that's what Broom can do. And he's had he's had some success. He's coming back from an injury himself, theme of the year for BC. Um, and if he's healthy, I would I would think he might get a, a majority of the carries. And he could be a, someone who could actually get this running game going for BC, which has eluded them for almost all but the Louisville game. Okay. All right. And, and now – the last game that Boston College played was against another team in the triangle that just was at home. Duke and, and Riley Leonard went up there, and and Duke's pass defense hasn't been great by any stretch of the imagination this year. But y'all freshman, Mr. Moorhead, look good. MJ Morris might not be the only freshman trying to steal the show out there on yep. senior day. Tell us about your guy. Yeah, so Emmett Moorhead is an interesting story. Uh, he's 6'5". He is he's a big dude for a, a, a quarterback and that's coming from a team that has Jakovic who's six, four. So they've got two big quarterbacks out there. Mm-hmm. He, you know, was thrust in last year. Uh, when Jakovic went down last year, he broke his hand against UMass at the beginning of the year. They just needed to find somebody. So they put Grossell out, Dennis Grossell out there, who has been a long time backup for BC. He was, he struggled. You saw it against NC state. He just had a hard game. So they tried throwing that out there. Emmett Moorhead was a true freshman who didn't play in 2020 because of the COVID year. He played in Virginia and they canceled a high school football. So he didn't get to play then. And I believe he, if I, I talked to his high school coach, I think he played only a year or two before that. So you had a kid who's only played one, two years of high school football. And that's the only time he's played football being thrust into ACC level college football um, level defenses. And he, he, he struggled. He just, you know, they were throwing against Syracuse. They were throwing different, you know, blitzes at him. And he just had no idea how to react. And he just looked so raw. That being said, against Duke, he came up. He started to play better. 
And as the game goes on, you could see him starting to figure things out, starting to understand how to step more into the pocket, how to read the defenses of what's coming up. And, you know, all, all things considered, when you leave a game throwing for three, almost 350 yards and four touchdowns and no interceptions, your first start, I, you know, I don't care who it's against. It's an ACC opponent. That's, that's positive. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm not expecting the same against NC State, but still, that's a good way to start your collegiate career in your first start. Absolutely. And and his favorite target, surprisingly enough, was not Zay Flowers. Tell us who the guy was making all the big plays for BC against uh, Duke, because this is a guy that I think he could present some problems for NC State as we've had some problems with big body receivers who can run a little bit this year so far. Yeah, absolutely. His name is Joseph Griffin Jr. Uh, he's a 6'4", four-star wide receiver from Springfield Central in Massachusetts. And BC fans and, and the staff were very excited when he came in. He came in over the summer. Halfley called him an athletic freak, and you saw it against Duke. This kid gets, you know, he when you got a kid that you can throw the ball up to and he can out-jump uh, ACC-level uh, cornerbacks, that's something special because even Zay, Zay Flowers can't really do that. He's a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Joseph Griffith can do that. And it's a it's a it's a good complimentary match to Moorhead, who's a guy who can really get the ball out there. Um so you know you've seen his snaps increase. Uh he started the season more on the bench as he kind of got you know accustomed to the college speed. But as the season's gone on, his snaps has increased and He's a guy that I think, uh, you know, when all that emphasis is on Zay, you're going to see the ball go more to Joseph Griffin, and he's earned it. He's done a nice job. Okay, well, listen, we've got to talk defense and special teams left because there's, again, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot to talk about, and and we're going to talk about all of it. But I I really do want to get into uh, the weeds a little bit in terms of, of what this team can do defensively, what they can't do defensively, what the limitations are and all that good stuff. That sound good to you, AJ? That sounds great to me, Kent, and I'm ready to talk all about it. All righty. Well, before we do, I've got to tell you all about Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglary, package thefts, and all that type of stuff spikes nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off on their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why I love it. They take care of your home like nobody else. They have trained professionals on the clock, 24 hours a day. And trust me, with their advanced technology, whether it's you controlling the system from your phone with the app, watching crystal clear HD live stream on your security cameras, or a wide variety of tech sensors, there's just so much to love here. So, with that being said, in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the security system. I recommend get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is the biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So, AJ, and looking at this defense and talking about what they are or not, because Halfley, defensive coordinator, defensive guy, how has this defense performed and who are the guys to look out for? Yeah, absolutely. So, 
I, I think there's some, there's some talent and it, it's, you know, when you're building a team with your guys and his guys are different than Steve Adazio's guys, you know, he wants, he's, he's going more for speed while Adazio wanted more of that, those power, you know, mo- much more of a powerful defense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken some time. And I think you're starting to see it pay dividends in two levels of the defense. The def- defensive line, I think, is is getting more and more talented. You're going to see Marcus Valdez out there. He's been on this team because of COVID years. I think it's his sixth year. Uh, he's been a, he's been a starter forever, um, yeah. and he's he's a, he's a leader. He knows what he's doing out there. Yeah, but he's not a flashy guy. He's not a guy that's going to make a lot of big plays out there. But they've they've got a couple other defensive ends that Halfley has brought in that are more in his style that are starting to make some plays. And I think the names you're going to want to watch for Donovan Azaraku, who's a sophomore and Nito Ekpala, who's a uh, all state track star from Georgia uh, at the other defensive end position. So you get some good speedy, uh, you know, edge rushers. They're more edge rushers than the typical defensive ends they are smaller. Uh, they can, you know, you know, they can go three point, two point stance. They can do a lot of different things for BC. I like what they have there. I like what they have up the middle too. Chibuzi and Wuka, they call him Boozy. Um, he's been around. This is his third year. He missed all last year with an Achilles injury. Uh, he's had a great season. Um, as, as much as the defense has struggled at times, he's been a consistent rock for them up the middle. Mm-hmm. And then secondary, uh, you got guys like Josh DeBerry, who I, I'm st- I think has the potential to be a really good defensive back. He hasn't had the best season that I expected him to have along with Elijah Jones, who I'm telling you, it seems to be a theme. Uh, he, he's a guy that gets himself in trouble with a lot of pass interference calls. Cause he's a very physical, bigger defensive back. Uh, the, the offenses love to throw at him. So I wouldn't be surprised if MJ, MJ Morris is aiming his way a lot on Saturday. Uh, and, and then the linebacking crew, I've said this before. Um, they they're they're a group in transition. This is a, an issue that's been a little bit of a problem for BC's defense. Uh, they have two guys: Bryce Steele, a kid from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, he was a uh, South Carolina commit who decommitted after um, the coach got fired and ended up at BC. Uh, moved from safety to linebacker. He's still figuring some things out for BC, um, right. and and it, it, he hasn't he hasn't gotten to, gotten to the point where it's instinctual for him yet. You can tell he's just got a little hesitation to him, but he'll he'll I think it'll get to him. And then Cam Arnold, who's been around for three years, but this is again just like Steele, only his second season at linebacker. So you get a couple linebackers that are moved from positions uh, that they're not typically at that are just starting to figure them things out. So they've they've had some issues there at that second level, but. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, with some repetition and practice, they'll get better. Wolfpack fans, I know that y'all feel like this is bizarre world, right? Because we're talking about Boston College and we're talking about worst run offense in the nation and linebackers that aren't good. Now that I, I know this feels like bizarre world. I get it. I understand <laughs> it. But this is, you know, just like I said, that that uh, that ain't your your mom and pop's. Uh, teams in the past when I've talked about teams that are either better or worse or just different than what we've seen in the past, this Boston college team is much in the same way, right? This is, yep. this is what's going on as far as like you've talked about, this, these are no longer Adazio's guys. This is no longer his system, his scheme, the, the players he recruited. This is an entirely different thing coming up here. So now before we get into the predictions, tell me special teams, what's going on with Boston college. Yeah. I hear, you know, you let off the oof that gave the gave it away to the fans. <laughs> Talk to me about it. What's going wrong? What's going on? What's what's happening there? So it, it has been, it's been an odyssey watching this the sec the special teams for this team. 
uh, and the struggles that they've had because in 2020, and I, I, I continually go back to, you know, a lot of folks are like, you know, 2020 that year, you almost have to throw out everything that happened. It was just such a fluky year. Even if it was good stuff, it was just, it was fluky for everybody. So it wasn't consistent, but the special teams under Halfley have really regressed to, to the point where they are, it's a major liability for BC. And it's been a liability for ev- almost every game this year where you just, you're just surprised at what they struck, what, what mistakes they make that come up every week. So last week, you know, you go into the game and you're, you're waiting for it. And the issues were holding on kick returns and they weren't even great kick returns. So BC would be backed up into the shadow of their own end zone. I think it was two or three kick returns that immediately puts BC in tough positions over and over again. Probably the, the factor that caused them to lose. And then earlier this year, you had shank punts. They had issues with that kickoff returns for touchdowns, missed field goals, um, just lots and lots of special team mistakes. And it's that, it's that issue of like the, the, it, the careless missing of detail. It just doesn't seem like detail oriented for this team that it, when you play against a team at home on senior day, those mistakes can be deadly and the defense could play well. The offense can kind of hold their own just a little bit, but when the special teams puts, you know, the, the NC state Wolfpack at, on, on the BC 45, because of, you know, some mistake, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. And every week it seems to be one other special teams mistake that, that really solidifies a loss. So it's, it's been, it's been boggling how, how, how bad it's been consistently through the year on special teams for BC. Now, let me ask you this, and I, I want you to shoot it straight with me, okay? This is just yep. between me and you and the fans, and don't worry. We're not going to tell nobody from, from Boston College's media. We're not going to get your, your access revoked or anything like that. But tell me this. Has this team kind of given up on the season and packed it in, or is it just a situation where it's just like they're still trying hard, but everything that can go wrong has gone wrong? I, I think it's option two. You ask the fans, they think it's option one. That you, you, They looked at the Duke game and said, Oh, they just couldn't tackle that. They quit on Halfley. But you listen to the players. You look. You you look at what they had to go through. I mean, Duke had a good offensive line. I'm not blaming that on them. I think. I think they just. It, they've gone through the ringer this year. Between all the issues that they've had, they've had some really, really bad losses. These guys are trying. I just. I don't think there's much left in the tank. And I think. You know. All see all year long, you're you're waiting for college football to return, and I think BC there, and I can sense it that the the B the BC the the coaching staff are just are just limping to the end of this year, and it's and it's not a want to a lack of a want to win, it's just you know you're playing converted defensive linemen on offensive line, and yeah. you've got all you know Jakovic's out, and you're making all these mistakes and. You know, you have two guys out in the secondary and it's just like one thing after another. It's just, it's a snake bitten season and, and it just needs to end as soon as possible for the Eagles. I got you. I got you. Well, listen, this has been a great episode. This episode hasn't been snake bitten in any way, shape, form or fashion, but we got to wrap this thing up too. Yep. And we're going to wrap it up with some predictions in just a second. That sound good to you, AJ? I love it, Kent. Let's do it. All righty. Well, you know what sounds great to me? Some built bar. Can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, we're paused. Now let's talk 
about something you got to try. And I'm talking to you about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors, cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper. White chocolate, peppermint, granola. It's built take on granola bars that it's it's so filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie. It's, it's the holidays. You know they got to throw in candy cane somewhere. Built mm-hmm. Bar are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who's tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. Only 130 in some of these bars. Just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. Get 15% off on your order right now by using promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. You got to get it, folks. So, AJ, we're about to land this thing. But before we do, I need your prediction, okay? Yep. Because, you know, some Wolfpack fans were mad at me when I said the line against Virginia Tech was too big. And, you know, we, we might have should have been on upset alert. And uh, that game turned out to be much closer than it was. So tell me this. Does Boston College make it a game on senior night? Because I believe the line right now is what? Is it is it 23 and a half still or? It's it? not, I th- I was just talking to my co-host on Lockdown BCI. He said 19. Okay, so the, the, the line has dropped to 19. So yep. tell me this. Tell me this. What is the prediction from you? Does the Wolfpack cover or does BC make it a game or does BC pull off an upset? What you got, AJ? I, I don't think BC's got enough in the tank. Um, I, I look at. I look at, at the Wolfpack defense as the as being the the, the big factor in this game. Tony Gibson's defense, um, I think, is going to cause some major problems for Emmett Moorhead and that that offensive line. Um, I know the Wolfpack are not big on blitzing, but even if you rush three against this offensive line, they have shown this year that they still struggle with that, which is mm-hmm. is incredible. Uh, so you know, NC State can can sit back and in coverage and still be able to get to Moorhead, which I think is going to be a major issue for BC. And then you throw in the, in the, the occasional blitzes. And I think that's going to be a big issue. Um, I think BC's defense could probably keep them in the game for a while. So that it'll be interesting, probably going into halftime where it's, you know, a score or two, but I think just like every game, it seems like two seasons now in a row where the offense is just going to put too much pressure on that defense. BC's offense, not, not pr- producing. It's going to make right. the defense have to stand on their head. They're going to do it for about two quarters and then it'll fall apart. I've got, I got the, I don't have BC covering this game. I think, the, I think NC state will win comfortably and I have them at 31 to 10 to win this one. All righty. Well, you heard it here first folks. It, AJ black of Boston college uh, of locked on Boston college doesn't have much faith in these Eagles. We got to see, though, the game. You know, we us experts think we experts all the time, and, and then we look up and say that's why you got to play the game. AJ, yep. tell the folks where they can find your work. Yeah, absolutely. I'm AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of 247 Sports Eagle Insider. You can check out my work there. And I'm also the host of Locked On BC, uh, talking about Boston College five days a week. And we're talking football, but, I mean, the fans are starting to really want to talk about basketball. So we've got some basketball talk up there, as well as they take on Detroit Mercy on Friday. Hey, listen, like you said, man, they, they limp it to the end of the season. You know what I mean? Now that the new season has started, you can get out of the loser's limp. You can, you can get with something else going on, all right? Anywho, yep. Wolfpack Nation, thank you all so very much. AJ, thank you so very much for coming out, man. I appreciate you every single time, big time. It's, it's always great to have you on. We're going to chat more during basketball season. 
But folks, this is all we've got for you. Like I said, Wolfpack Nation, best fans in the nation, 15 false starts. This offensive line that a lot of a lot of folks ain't playing. Get out there, get loud this Saturday. I want to see even more of what we already got rolling. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you.